Right, hey crew, back on the Fit Podcast. I've got the wonderful Steph joining me today, so I'll let you introduce yourself, Steph. Hello. Um, yeah, so I'm Steph. I've been training with Cash for probably almost a year now. Yeah. Um, started off as wanting to do like figure and like bikini, stage competing. Um, had a bit of a change and now... You're a powerlifter. But you're powerlifting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Love it. And uh, when you first came to Steph, what, uh, what was the reason for getting into training? Um, well, originally, I have really struggled with a lot of eating disorders, like, around, like, late 2020, um, going into, like, early 2021, um, and that was really the start of, like, my fitness journey, because it was from that I actually discovered a really good, like, love for fitness, and love for, like, feeling stronger, and, like, getting stronger as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, did you feel like, because I remember when I first met you, um, your your mom came in to meet you as well. Did yeah. you say like how proud she was of you to go through what you went through with you and saw you and talk us through a bit about how that went? Um, yeah, so it was a pretty long kind of... Process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. almost. Um, but... I don't know, I guess through that, like, period of my life, it just really affected a lot of, like, my relationships, my schoolwork, and just, like, my overall, like, well-being. Like, it took a hit on, like, literally every aspect of my life. Um, But coming out of it, you kind of, I don't know, have a greater kind of, like, it helped me develop a greater sense of like who I was and like self worth as well, which is definitely a massive positive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And if you don't mind me asking, what what brought on? If you can remember some, I suppose some triggers or something that happened when you were younger that brought on the eating disorders. Um, I think it was a lot of like social media and like the people I was like surrounded by, like. I've always been surrounded by like very athletic people and yeah, like a lot of long distance runners as well. Um, And also like with social media and stuff, like you just see like this portrayal of like a particular body type, a particular body shape and you kind of think that like that's the only way to be like pretty or like love yourself as if you look like that certain way. It's sad, isn't it? Yeah. Really sad, yeah. I still see it, like, affecting so many girls, like, even though, like, people have definitely progressed so much, especially in the last, like, couple of years, like, I still see so many younger girls struggling with it as well, like, just on, like, a daily basis, um, which is really sad, but we've we've definitely made progress, (laughs) which is good. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, you're saying, like, I suppose for people who wouldn't know, because there's probably a lot of people that, you know, still listen to this and they wouldn't really understand what an eating disorder is. Do you want to take us through that? Um, so essentially an eating disorder is kind of when everyone's a little bit different. Um, but for me, it was... I don't really like the way I look, so I'm gonna do everything in my power to like 
change it, but it's a bit deeper than that. Like it affects how you look at your body, how you feel your body, how you perceive food, your relationship with food, it affects your relationship with exercise and movement, everything that kind of you would associate with like food, exercise, going out, all that kind of stuff just gets completely almost warped. Yeah. Um, you don't really think of it in a logical way. Um, that's what I think myself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, what would be, I suppose, like, you know, some some extreme things that happened with your, let's say, relationship with food and exercise? Um, definitely, like, ridiculously under-eating. Um, and, like, almost just, like, well, yeah, like, starving yourself. Um, like, extremely. Um... Exercise-wise, do you feel like you're over-exercising? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, I remember thinking back to it, like, if I didn't exercise on one day, I would feel absolutely horrible for like, the rest of the day. Like, it would affect my day, my mood so much. Um, to the point where, like, I would just become, like, ridiculously angry or ridiculously sad or, yeah, just... Very moody, which yeah. really took a beating on like my home life as well, and my relationship with my parents. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel <laughs> that. I understand that. Um, and like when you when you first came to me, your tour just coming out of that stage, weren't you? Yeah. So yeah. I had a previous coach, um, and he was probably. One of the first kind of like reasons I started to transition into like wanting to get stronger and like all that, he introduced me into a lot of like powerlifting movements, not necessarily powerlifting, but, strength but like, movements. It, like yeah. strength movements and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that was kind of where I started to like develop a love for it. And then he unfortunately moved overseas, and then you reached out to me, and I was like, ah. Oh! I remember yes. I used to always like all my strength videos. Yeah. And I was like, she comes training me one day, Steph. You're like, okay. Okay, <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. But yeah, so that was kind of my introduction into like strength training, like this whole kind of fitness journey. Um, and then kind of just gone from there. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I suppose, like, if we go back to eating sores and coming out to the other side, what do you, I suppose, like you said, your perception of food and training and your body image is so warped. Mm-hmm. And no matter what anyone else tries to tell you, you just don't seem different from that. Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel like your close family and friends were trying to, like, what were, what were their reactions while you were going through that? Um, I think... My family, they were definitely, like, they tried to help me a lot, but I think they also realised that it was something that I had to work through myself. Um, So it was a lot of, like, me, myself, trying to, like, recover. Um, Because, like, it's not something 
other people can really do for you. Like you have to do it yourself, which is the scary thing and like the hard part because you've been in like this kind of constant state of mind for such a long time. Your brain is kind of like, oh no, don't do that, don't do that. Um, like you have to like very consciously be like, okay, no, this is fine, this is okay. Like you can take a rest and you can go out for dinner. Like it's a very conscious thing. Um, but I think my family, yeah, they were very supportive. Um, but they did know that it was something I had to work through myself. Um, and then with my friends, I actually, because I was still in school at the time, um, when it was like really severe, I actually just started skipping school like so many days a week, just because I was fucked, like I was too tired to go to school, I couldn't focus. Um, if I did go to school, really bad anxiety, um, and like, just, I'd get halfway through the day completely fatigued and then probably just have to go home. So I actually disconnected with a lot of my friends around that time of my life. So just because like, all my friends were at school. Um, yeah, so I still had a couple like close, close friends um, that I'd see and like they'd check up on me and like they'd be really supportive, like come over to sleepovers and stuff like that. But it was never something that we really talked about. Like, we could obviously tell what was happening, but yeah, they, they never... Would, they wouldn't really be in a position to know yeah. how to help. Yeah, they yeah. kind of just like spent time with me rather than trying to like help me. And I think yeah. that was honestly one of the best things they could have done. Just be there. Just be there and yeah, like... kind of See them through. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, and I suppose like another good question would be for listeners out there, if uh, if you were to put yourself in your parents' shoes and they had a daughter, you know, a lot of young girls go through this, um, what would you be what would you be your advice to parents out there? I actually lost my period for about 
over a year, I think, which is a very good sign that something's not right. I remember when it first came out, yeah. you were just like, come on, come on, come It's a huge goal performance-wise as a coach to get your clients, if they have lost it, as female clients, to get, get it back. Yeah. yeah. And so, like... And being regular, too, because it took yeah. a while to get regular. Yeah, yeah it did. So, yeah, I lost my period for, like, over a year. Um, just, like, constantly, like, sore and, like, bruising as well. Um, you bruise very, very easily and get very, very cold. Mm. Like, I remember it would be, like... 30 degrees and I'd still be wearing like two jumpers. Yeah. Um, so ridiculously extreme. It's just like your body trying to like keep yourself alive. Yeah. Um, so it gets very intense. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's good for people to hear, like, you know, what that what that was like and what was your body weight like in the heat of it? What was your, um, what was well, uh, some of your low points, I suppose? I think the lowest I was was about, like, 45 mm-hmm. in, like, like, the real kind of, like, worst kind of parts of it. Yeah. So, ridiculously, like, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And you're now semi, are we semi two? Um, about about? 77. 77, yeah. So, yeah. you know, when you look at your body weight, that's uh, probably almost just under double yeah. what you were yeah. then. And it just shows like, um, and how does it affect you now? Like being the, being as strong as you are now, how does that, how did, do you feel like you sort of triggers or anything from that period? Or do you feel like that's pretty like, you're happy where you are? Throughout, like, like, even last year, um, like, I did still, like, when I would be, like, bulking and stuff and, like, gaining weight, it still at some points was a bit, like, a bit confronting to see that number mm. go up. Yeah. Because, like, I'd conditioned my brain into such a way of thinking where I was like, oh, my God, a number going up is not a good thing. But I kind of, I think... How I flipped it was I was like, rather than looking at like gaining weight and like as a bad thing, I was like, look at all the other like incredible things that I've gained in my life. Like, I've got a good relationship with my parents now. I've got good relationships with my friends, good social life. I'm stronger than I've probably ever been. Um, Like my enjoyment of life has just gone up so much and I don't think that that really gets spoken about enough because, like, on the other side of it, like, how, like, good your life becomes after you've recovered um, and after you've kind of gone through that process with yourself. Mm. Um, yeah. That's, that's what I love about your story is that I get a lot of female clients who, if their weight goes up three or four kilos, they freak out. Absolutely freak out. I mean, you're up 22 kilos from when we started, and you're happy because yeah. you enjoy your food, you enjoy your life, you enjoy your social life, and you're stronger than you've ever been. Yeah. Um, and your relationships are stronger. Like everything's stronger since you put the focus from trying to lose. Yeah. And it's, it's funny how the metaphor works. Like subconsciously, it's like you're constantly trying to 
you know, I suppose when you're eating, this, when you've got an eating disorder, you've got body dysmorphia, is it constantly trying to lose things? Yeah. You're trying to lose weight, you're trying to lose this, you're trying to lose that. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, you lose a lot around you. You yeah. lose relationships, you lose social time, you lose valuable moments that you could be enjoying with friends and family. And then when you go to the other side of it, you're trying to gain, you're trying to gain strength, you're trying to gain weight back, you're trying to gain self-confidence mm-hmm. back. Um, everything just increases. So yeah. it's really cool to see that. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I remember, like, kind of, like, when I was, like, in, probably, the eating disorder phase of my life, I guess. Um, like, I'd never go out, never see my friends. Like, even when I was at home, I just spent most of my time in my room, like, kind of hidden away from my family. Even. And now, it's just completely different. Mm. Like, coming out of it and, like, being able to enjoy your life. It's just, it's good. It's good. <laughs> good. Good, good. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for, you know, what you experienced, what you went through. And do you feel like, what what's probably the biggest warning for young girls who are like you, pre-eating disorder, to watch out for and what things to look for and role models to look at? Like, what sort of things do you think would help? Um, in terms of, like, people to look up to, definitely nothing on social media. Mm. Nothing on that. Well... We had a chat about that not too long ago. Yeah. You are like, I think you're... On your list or something, you're like, there's people on TikTok lifting yeah. and heavy. I'm like, yeah, but you're not that person. Yeah. You can't compare yourself. It's you easy. Yeah, it's easy even when you're lifting to get into that mindset. You compare yourself to other people lifting. You're like, yeah. oh, hang on, wait, that's not me. Yeah. Like, yeah. The only person you can ever compare yourself is you versus you. Exactly. Mm. Um, so, like, social media is definitely a big one. Like, you're in total control of who you view on social yeah, media. Big time. Yeah, time. Total control of what you see on social media. And if you notice it having like a negative effect on you, just it's easy to just unfollow the person and follow people who do make you feel good. And yeah, Um, so that's like social media. I think pre warning signs is probably like I feel like constant like body checks. Like that was a big one for me. Um, Like body checks all the time. Um, and for like people who don't know what that is, it's just like checking your body weight, checking like a waist measurement, checking like just random measurements. Yeah. Um, so. Five, five measurements. Yeah. So five gap. So Which random. is not healthy, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you not. You need abductors to stand. If you don't have abductors, you'll fall over. Yeah. <laughs> They're quite important. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's probably like a pre-warning and like, I think... People that really, people, social media actually did help me in a way coming out of it. I found a lot of like female powerlifters and like female like weightlifters, and they just looked really cool. Yeah. <laughs> they just looked really really cool, and I was like, wow, these women are really insane. Mm. And like listening to them speak about like their life, speak about like their journeys and like all that kind of stuff, I was like, oh, like, this is really cool, like, no gentlemen's. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, powerful. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so, 
social media definitely has a massive impact on recovery and like pre-eating disorder kind of like triggers. Um, really just depends what you're surrounding yourself with. That's a huge thing, it is environment, right? And like, you know, if you spend a lot of time inside your phone on apps, mm-hmm. and that becomes your environment. So mm-hmm. be cautious who you let yeah. into your environment, who yeah. you follow, who you talk to. Um, you know, if you're finding things that trigger you, I always say this, like, if you're, especially on my page, so I can post a lot of controversial stuff, just for shits and giggles, really, but it's, uh, you know, if it triggers you, don't look at it. It's like, if you don't like scary movies, don't watch scary movies. Simple. <laughs> it's just logic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so definitely, definitely social media. <laughs> yeah, love it. Well, good set. Is there anything else you want to leave as a message for people out there listening? Um, I think if it's something you are experiencing or something you notice yourself experiencing, don't be scared to reach out to anyone. Um, a lot of people go through it, um, and there's always people to talk to, there's always people to support you, always people to just sit with you, chat, mm. just, yeah. Love it. You're never alone. Oh, well, thank you for coming on, Seth. Good there. Right. Thank you for having me. It's all right. All right, guys, um, I'll drop Steph's uh, Instagram handle down below, so give, give her a follow, follow her story. Thank you for tuning in.